You are now listening to The Seedcast. This week on The Seedcast, Andrew Nault and Julia Luft welcome creative director Kanisha Goldson to the show. Though currently holding her title at Virginal, for Kanisha, it wasn't exactly a direct route to get there. In this episode, we'll learn about the many hats she's worn through the years, how those hats have taken her to Virginal, how her personal style interplays with her creative work, and her curated teams that collectively bring her visions to life. So without further ado, episode 17 with creative director Kanisha Goldson. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Seedcast, everyone. This is, of course, Andrew Nault hanging out with Julia Luft. Hello. And today we are very excited to have creative director Kanisha Goldson on the show. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for coming on. Of course. So uh, we always like to start out with when you started out. When did you start taking your work seriously? Um, never really. It was always one of those things. Like I remember like way back in the day, like when we still had like a dedicated computer room in my mom's house and in high school, like for all of my friends' birthdays, it was like a big thing that like you put like signs and like balloons and like all that stuff on your friend's locker. And I was always the person that was like responsible for the creative direction of said poster and balloons and decor. (laughs) Um, And I just remembered liking that, but I didn't know that that was like a thing that you could do. Like no one told me that graphic design was a career no one told me that like that was a skill that mattered beyond you know spoiling your friends in high school so um I just never really considered it and I kind of left it alone because my Jamaican mom was very much like going to school for fashion and art is not a thing you need to have a real major um so I got like as real as I could and studied communications in undergrad (laughs) which like (laughs) sure um and then (laughs) Like, how did I get that by her? Um, And then I always just, like, never really knew what I wanted to do. And it was like, okay, like, if you argue with me or you tell me that I'm wrong, I will literally chop you down. So maybe I want to be a lawyer. (laughs) And also, like, I kind of enjoy being in people's business. So, like, maybe I want to be a psychiatrist. And then I'm like, oh, wait, science courses. So, yeah, that's out for me. And so I was always kind of, like, in this limbo of, like, where do I fit? And, like, you know, what's going to pay for the things? Because then I I had friends who kind of went the artist route. And I was just like, I like expensive handbags. So that's not going to do it. Um, So uh, I, I would say... I graduated from undergrad um, and I was like one of those Northeastern students who did like the co-op thing. I was there for five years, Mm -hmm. changed my major twice, that whole, you know, nightmare. Um, And then I like all of my friends graduated and I still had like four credits I needed. So I just did an unpaid internship at Puma and the PR coordinator at the time left for a position in Carlsbad. Is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah perhaps with Puma Cobra Golf. So I was like the unpaid intern, but 
fully 100% just ended up doing this grown woman's job um, for free. But it was a great experience because like they needed someone and they just like threw me right in and I was coordinating the, you know, Volvo Ocean Race launch event in Newport and dressing Ricky Fowler and doing all of the PR and celebrity seating for like Vogue magazine and like Lindsay Lohan, like just like people who wanted sneakers for things. And I was like, oh, so like these people are definitely paid because my boss was very much like me. Um, right. And I thought like, okay, this is like a real career. Like I can do like the artsy creative, like fashion things, but like also not be poor. Um, <laughs> and sorry, prefacing that with like, I'm very much one of those people who's not icky about money because like shit needs to get paid for Like yeah. for capitalism, sure. but like also like you can hate that as much as you want, but who's going to pay the rent? Um, or the Netflix yeah. bill, which is most important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely so I, 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 that helped me graduate um, and get all the credits. And then a friend of mine, Jenny, who like was ve- like brilliant, brilliant, brilliant person, but like also just like didn't really give the fucks about school. Cool. And I went to Boston Line Academy, so everyone was very much smart, but it's also like a public school. So we were all <laughs> shitheads. And <laughs> she like between the two of us, like she had so many tardies that they almost didn't let her go to prom. They were just like, okay, ma'am, like we, oh we have to like cut this off somewhere, but also like a brilliant creative mind. And I mm-hmm. saw on Facebook one day that she posted Karma Loop was looking for interns um, and she needed an mm-hmm. intern. She was the women's apparel buyer there. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I ended up working for this girl, Jenny, as her unpaid intern who almost couldn't go to prom in high school because oh she God. just was never there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and oh my God. I ended up loving it. Um, they hired me full time as an assistant women's apparel buyer. And it was great because like Karma Loop was like very much like streetwear and up and coming, you know, Boston mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Um, Shortly after that, I left and decided I wanted to go to Talbot's. And that was very much like just strip the art and the fun and the life out of existence. And let's like make things that fit like potato sacks on old bitches that live in the burbs. Um, So there wasn't like, you know, when you, I like, I can't, it was the worst like working experience of my life. Like I would get there and like immediately start thinking, what can I do to make this day go by faster? So like lunch is at 12 o'clock. If I just like push it until one, then it's now it's two. And (laughs) like, I literally was like always gamifying the day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And my boss was a royal cunt, which like, sorry if you guys don't do the C word, it's like my favorite word and some people just are. And that was, that was her. Um, So cunty boots would, she just like bullied me. Um, And it was annoying because it was one of those things where I was the only black person there and I couldn't fight back. And I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to just remove myself from the situation. This is a really long way to get to your question, but we're getting there. Um, You have so. So couldn't stand her, couldn't stand the the work. Um, it just literally, I was like grinding, like had to wake up at five, be at the gym and out of the gym by seven so I could be on the road to hang them. Oh and I kept telling myself like six months, six months, just give it six months. And then I was like, wait, I made up that rule. I don't like it anymore. We're just going to stop working here in less than three months. Yeah. So I stopped and that's when I started the food truck and that's when I got back to it. And I kind of realized that there's this like intersection of like business and art 
where you can literally like make something beautiful that makes money. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's when I really got kind of back into the groove of like, wow, you can be like this fierce boss bitch who's like like dying from crippling anxiety because you just (laughs) every day you think this is going to fail and you're not sleeping, but it looks really cool on the outside. And ooh, you just designed a truck wrap and ooh, let's do like black currant for a flavor of the month. Uh, So (laughs) I did the food truck um, and that was kind of, a lot of people ask me like, oh, what did you do with it now? And like, do you want to go brick and mortar? And it was really just a confidence thing. Um, mm-hmm. And some people just like mm-hmm. get a new haircut and get a French <laughs> manicure. <laughs> and I was very much, let's just spend all of my life savings on a food truck and just see what happens. Like not even a guarantee. Wow. Um, and that was Shit. a great experience. And I legitimately just needed that boost to be like, you are that bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so currently still that bitch, but the, and the truck is not something I'm, and you know, doing any longer, but then mm-hmm. it gave me the motivation to go to business school. Um, mm-hmm. And then a friend of mine who was really into pageants in Massachusetts convinced me to sign up for Miss Universe Jamaica. And it was just like all of these things where I'm like, okay, that sounds really hard and I've never done this before. And why the fuck am I doing this? <laughs> but you, you know. I'm very much one of those people who like it's it's all in your head. And so now when something is difficult or I don't feel like doing it, it's, you know, think of all of the things that you didn't feel like doing, all right. the things that were super uncomfortable and like the gain was, you know, amazing. Um, right. And that kind of got me back into the space where it was like, you know, try things and let's see what happens and what you learn from them. Um, and so after business school, I, because of the food truck, I ended up in uh, food marketing. So Butcher Box and then Easy Cater. Mm. And Easy Cater fired me. Um, before quarantine, they were kind of assholes about it. They like didn't know what was going to happen with mm-hmm. the business catering market or how long COVID would last. <laughs> like, right, you know, right. we all like all of like the Torians, like the May babies or just like, oh, like this will definitely wrap up before my birthday. We're going to Tulum. <laughs> Um, and not so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like I was buying new wigs, like I had the looks ready to go and it was very much not that for, it's still not that. Um, yeah. and so yeah. they let a bunch of people go and they were just like, yeah, it's not working for us right now. But we were also really expensive to exist in that space. Mm-hmm. And so they cut like 20 people off the team and then later had to cut like 500. Um, Whoa. so I'm really Oof. happy that that happened. Yeah. Really happy that happened because I, you know, told myself this is the time I'm moving out west. Why the fuck do I live in a place where it hurts to to exist outside for <laughs> like four months of the year? Yeah, um, so true. And so I was like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go to San Francisco, and I got let on for like three months with this job. And afterwards, I said, fuck it, I don't care. I'm just gonna let the government take care of me. Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah. someone from my Karma Loop life reached out um, with this opportunity and then the opportunity ended up pivoting to something even bigger and better, which is how we ended up at Virginal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all of those things. It's like understanding marketing and building a business and building and ma- maintaining a brand and like, what does that voice look like? And, you know, mm-hmm. how does that um, exist? Like in the way that we respond to customers and, you know, the emails that we send and what our packaging looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, casting, producing, directing um, shoots and styling models. And so it's literally all of those things all built into one shit that's so rad i've been absolutely just like lusting over all of the content that (laughs) virginal has been putting out thank Um, you 
how do you organize all of those ideas? Because because there's so many different elements to it and so many people involved and so many visions involved. How do you keep it anchored down? Yeah. I kind of think of it like cooking. Like, you know, some days you're like, wow, like I'm really in the mood to try some new shit and I'm going to like get some vegetables I can't pronounce and Google some shit that's in season and, yeah. you know, like watch my master class and like really get all into this. And, you know, sometimes you produce something that's great. Sometimes it sucks. And sometimes you're just like, that was way too much effort. I'm never going to do it like that again. Right. And sometimes you're just like, oh, like, you know, I got some mustard and a bagel and some shrimp that I need to cook or it's going to go bad. And you create something that you're just like, holy shit, like that was really good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just... It's literally like what, you know, depends on what the ingredients are that you have and how motivated you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes I get really into my head about, you know, I want to make something that's so perfect and so original. And then I get onto Pinterest to make a board so that I can, um, you know, communicate the mood and the vibe to the team. Um, And then the stuff already exists. And then Mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, then I'm like back to square one and like totally unmotivated. And so what I've been doing is very much the vibe is the vibe. And, you know, I'm super ADD, if you guys can't tell by this conversation yet. (laughs) Like, have I talked about my dog yet? Have I talked about her? Um, And (laughs) just like convo topic switcher. Um, And so I'm super ADD. So it's really, really hard. Like I have moments of extreme focus. And then I have days where I wake up at 5 a.m. and I put on gym clothes and then I work out for 20 minutes and now it's 3 o'clock and I'm like, what happened? Yep. So <laughs> writing everything down is like the biggest thing for me. I am not really a good person with like iPhone notes. If I write them, um, I never go back to look at them. Yeah. So I have, if I am on the go and I don't have... Um, a little notebook, I put it in my phone, but then have to set a reminder to write it yep. down in person yep. okay. um, or sorry, on a piece of paper. Um, and for the last shoot, I was just like so unmotivated and like just wasn't in the headspace the entire week. And I think I have this piece of paper right here. And I wrote down on a piece of paper, you know, how do I feel? What do I want people to see? And how does this look? Like, how does this manifest? Mm -hmm. And I literally was feeling undone, insecure, but like also like hopeful and glamorous, which like makes no sense. But like, that's the reality of existence is that it's so complicated. And it's just like, how can everyone think on the outside in this like powerful, organized boss bitch? And I literally can't even, don't have the energy to read my own to-do list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's like, well, you know, like, what do I want people to see from that? And I very much wanted people to see the effort that goes into producing something like that. Mm. Because, um, you know, even my assistant tells me all the time, he's like, it's so crazy. Like, you literally just see these photo shoots, you know, like that brands do like in a magazine or on right. social media. And you don't realize that like someone had to figure out like, well, what are the trend forecasts? And right. when is the product going to hit our warehouse? And right. it's not shot yet. So I don't even know what it looks like. How do I pull line sheets for something and identify product that no one has seen before? Oh my god! Um, mm-hmm. So it's a lot. I have. Yeah. I'm the Excel queen. That nice. it's literally the only thing I got out of the <laughs> MBA program. So bless that. Um, yeah. I put everything in an Excel file and I organize myself that way. And then with those deadlines. Um, because, you know, with a shoot, if it's going up in the, on the website on March, that's what I shot last Thursday. Um, right. So everything, like, has to happen, like, super in advance. And mm-hmm. the product that was ordered that came in March that happened, you know, before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Wow. And so I re- put everything in Excel spreadsheets. Um, I create the mood board. I review that with the buyers. Um, and we just kind of agree on where I'm going with that, which is so arbitrary because I legitimately always change it like two nights before. Um, <laughs> And then I, you know, meet with a photographer, tell her what the vibe is, tell them what the vibe is. Sorry, correction there. Mm. Um, And then it's literally just like a, okay, I'm going to go to Home Depot and get this. And like, maybe we want like, you know, velvet backgrounds. Um, And then it just like builds from there. But Mm -hmm. most everything starts with a pin board. That's crazy. It's almost like you're constantly attempting to predict the future. That's exactly what it is. And then I'm always, I'm almost always wrong, which is crazy um, because with the photo shoots, I build different sets. So there's a mood board and it's really hard because you're scrolling through Pinterest and it's like a kid in a candy shop. You're like, oh my God, I like that. And I like that. And I like that. And in your head, there's this theme. (laughs) And then you look at it and it's like, well, these are black and white. um, And there are no models in this picture. And this is literally all (laughs) fucking food. So bitch, go eat. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, So I usually then end up thinking like, okay, I still want all these things because I'm greedy. And so how do I like create different buckets? And that usually manifests into different sets that we build. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. we get vibes. So one of them was like cardboard and bubble wrap. And the other one was just like blue tarp that we threw down. And then we built like a work from home office setting on that. And then we found this spooky ass kitchen in the studio and shot some shit in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I get all the images back, it's literally like, so many different options, like color-wise and theme-wise, so many different sets. And then I kind of mock up what the homepage would look like um, mm-hmm. when we you know, update the homepage with a hero image, which when you go to a website, it's like that long kind of like rectangular image at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the three sub-heroes. And I send it to the team and I send it to my friends and post it in my story to my close friends. And people always like the one that I least like. Um, oh, and it's just like, well, I'm in the business of doing what people like. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll just save these for social media and this is what will go um, you know, on the site. The process is, a, it's a process and it's not. Uh, it really mm-hmm. just depends on what my mood is. It's like, do I want to be super organized here and like make clippings and, you know, tape things up on the wall and put post-it notes everywhere so I'm, you know, inspired? Or do I just want to like sit down and have a martini and flip through this Vogue coffee table book until right. I see something that jumps out at me? Wow. Damn. You also have, su- Andrew, you have such a good voice. I'm like really oh, annoyed. I'm just like, I'm the vocal fry fucking queen. So you're like all over here like, smooth jazz with a fucking guitar in the back and I kind of hate it <laughs> I, I can do some things okay you know what I mean I mean good for you we're yeah, all just trying know. to be okay at something that's really right. it totally yeah um how do you balance using trends and utilizing your own personal style so um the CEO of our brother company, who is the person that brought me in um, for the Virginal project, his name is um, Tarek. He's CEO of Concepts, like brilliant man. Um, mm-hmm. When he hired me and brought me on for his position, I was very much excited because it was originally supposed to be with Concepts, which is very much streetwear. And then he said, you know, this thing is like luxury streetwear and very much you and like you're the girl. Um, And I would go to him and like ask him all these questions and he would kind of like push back and remind me like you have full autonomy here. And he would say, if you think that it's nice, then do it because you're the girl that we created this brand for. Um, 
And so my process is very much, um, you know, like big, big, big picture. Like when I pull back and look at everything, it's like, do I fuck with this? And then creating wow. enough Damn. options to figure out like, what is it in the realm of things I fuck with that people are receptive to? Um, and That's so usually... So cool. <laughs> Thank you. Um, usually, like with photo shoots, you know, you get all the product, you style the looks as best you can, and then you have like fit models and you try things on those models. But because of quarantine and just because, you know, I'm that bitch, because that's what my boss told me, literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I try the stuff on myself. And I'm like, is this an outfit that I would wear somewhere? Wow. Um, and sometimes it gets even more fun because like, you know, this is probably more for you, Julia, not to, you know, hey, Andrew, I don't know if you do this as well. All good. All but good. sometimes like you're at home and you like, you know, cut up a t-shirt or you like wear something a way that it's not meant to be made. Mm. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. like this is like a hoodie, but I'm going to like wear it like a dress. And so sometimes there are outfits that I create that like you totally could not leave the house with, but like the colors and the textures are so beautiful together that, Mm -hmm. and I call kind of call it, um, when it's with t-shirts, I call them like a homemade hoti. It's just like, how can I make this like super skanky and like cropped and like showing more tit, one titty always out is my, um, my motto. Um, and so it's like, how can we achieve one city always out here? And so some of the outfits are like not real at all, but it's like, I would take a picture in this and post it on my Instagram yeah. or my right. OnlyFans because it's 2021. Yeah. Um, right. And so like, that's, that's just what I do is obviously like where, you know, they're new lines, like they're on trend, you know, our buyers are, they really know what they're doing. And so we mm. have like the best of the best products. And so for me, it's really, by the time I get it, it's like, let's just play with it. And it's not so much like trending. (laughs) It's just like, what's going to make people feel good at this time when they see this image? Oh, damn. That's the dream. (laughs) It literally is. I mean, it's, it does not suck. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) That's fucking cool. It's, it's funny though. um, The parallels to making music for me are kind of similar in a way that like, I really enjoy using instruments in a way that they're not supposed to be used or making them sound wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that kind of excitement in experimentation is really kind of what keeps me coming back to it all the time, you know? And I, um, I think too, like right now in fashion, in food, in everything, the trend is we're stuck in the goddamn house. Yeah. Um, And so you want to do things that are relatable. And it's like, okay, I understand that these $900 Vetmont pants might not be relatable (laughs) when a huge chunk of the workforce is laid off at the moment. But I just try to make things that make people feel good. And for Mm -hmm. me, it's not just about like the images I create. It's about the energy that exists Mm -hmm. around the entire creative process so it's like if i'm depressed then we're gonna shoot shit in black and white and there are very much gonna be images of models like on a couch like just like eating in between shots that we're gonna Mm -hmm. use instead but you know when we first started i didn't want things that felt high production value and i you know it was early quarantine and i very much like shot things on like fire um extinguishers in my apartment and like (laughs) in the refrigerator you know like and on my Mm -hmm. steps because that's what people were doing and you know it's taking selfies but the team you know that I've been able to put together is great because I just contract everyone so it's work for hire Um, Mm -hmm. but everyone down to the models um, hair and makeup the photographers people who are helping me you know build sets that I you know conceptualize are all friends of mine that Mm -hmm. I've been able to um, 
employ during the pandemic. And so um, the energy is just, you know, mutual respect um, and gratitude. And, you know, when you are consistently working with people who just get you, there are so many times where like, I would be busy off doing something, especially this last shoot, busy, you know, off doing something. And one of my friends, James, who used to be the head florist at Winston's, he uh, lost his job during the pandemic. And to be a creative and have nothing to do and no outlet is literally like, I feel like losing your sight, you know, or like your sense of taste. Yeah. Um, And he would always respond to the content. And I said, well, you should come. And he was just like, no, you're just joking. You know, tell me when you mean it. And I sent him the details. I'm like, I'll see you there. Um, (laughs) And he shows up and he's like, well, what do you want help with? And I told, I, you know, showed him all the materials and, I said, this is the set that I want you to build. This is the idea. And he kept asking me all these questions. And I was like, you're here because I trust you. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not going to lie to you if I don't like it, but I trust that you're going to at right. least be able to start. Um, yeah. And right. so I would walk away and, you know, we're shooting elsewhere. And then I came back into the room and to see, for, for someone to just understand you, I think is what it is, it, mm-hmm. you know, in relationships, you know, in work, wherever, yeah. for someone to get you so much that something only exists in your head and on a piece of paper where there are just three reference images that you grabbed from Pinterest. And now mm-hmm. you're looking at what was in your mind. It's like kind of fucking scary, but then also just so pure that mm-hmm. I like was like almost brought to tears like three different times on, you know, at the shoot that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's just always so wonderful, like being able to bring people back to doing something that they love and being able to do it together um, mm. and then working with people who just get you. It's, I f- just feel really lucky. Yeah. And the, the energy is definitely present in the product. Thank you. Um, and mm. when people see it, I mean, there's so many, you know, people getting you uh, parts to this. That's not, I don't think that was a sentence, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But you know, there's like (laughs) when you're creating the content and the people around you understand your vision and they're able, you know, to bring that to life. But then also when, um, you know, people are looking at the photos and they're just like, oh yes, like it's the flowers in the back for me. It's the crumpled paper for me. Like it's a vibe. And I'm like, yes, like you see that, you get it. That's the point. Yeah. Um, right. And so it's awesome. And it's so funny, too. Even one of the models, um, part of this is just because people think black people all look alike. And I'm like, not in the realm of Black History Month. Let's try this again some other fucking <laughs> time. On. But um, even like my boyfriend and my mom, I sent them a picture of my friend Fee, um, who's just such a beautiful soul. She's so funny. She's a dancer, has like impeccable skin. Just she's literally if I could stretch myself and make myself taller, like I would just be like, yes, her, just like that. Um, and I let her use this wig, uh, for one of the photo shoots and I sent the picture to like my mom and I showed it to my boyfriend and they legitimately both thought it was me. And I was like, it's literally down to the point where I'm like, I also want to be in this shoot too, but I can't be at two places at once. Right. Like not only do you like, so you understand exactly what's in my head and you're the me that I want to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here, we are. Here we are. It's just best case scenario. It's awesome. There's nothing like working with people that are both extremely talented and also understand you in a way that almost you get like their interpretation of you, which is oftentimes to me far more interesting than what I initially gave them in general. You know what I mean? Truly, truly. It's kind of like the idea of like, you know, 
when even with me, I'm just like, oh yes, like interior design. Like I love thing, you know, putting the couch <laughs> there and ooh, we'll do a cognac throw pillow. And then <laughs> right. you like hire an interior designer and you're like, oh, oh yeah, because that was right. like what's in my head, but this is better. Like right. I'll right. take that. I'll take it. So now right. I always that's always kind of like my fun, um, kind of like a fun exercise. It's like, well, what did you? Th- I mean, not so much for me because people are like, oh, we thought you were a bitch when we first met you. And it's like, just say you were intimidated, slut. Um, right. <laughs> just say that. <laughs> like, we legitimately need to normalize, like, just telling people, like, I want to be you. Like, let's just say that. Like, oh, right. Because like, what's wrong with, like, walking into a room and for no reason at all, people being terrified of you? Like, right. yes, I want that. Sign me up. Yeah. I've right. gotten into a better habit of, like, telling people when they look good. Because, like, it just, I don't know, complimenting people is something that, like, yeah, you should be able to tell people that they look good or that they're just, um, I don't know, exuding that energy. Because it's like, if you can mm-hmm. tell that somebody is feeling that way, and you should definitely validate that. Right. No, 100%. And it feels so good, too, when you do it. Like, it's weird. The energy that you get from, like, walking mm-hmm. down the street and, like, telling a girl, like, yes, bitch, you look yeah. fucking amazing. And then just, like, making that person's day. Um, mm-hmm. One of the best compliments I ever got, was, I was, like, on Newberry um, by, like, the CVS, like, Newberry and Fairfield, I think. I legitimately remember exactly where I was because it's the compliment of my life. <laughs> and I walked by this girl... And uh, she, I don't know if it was her boyfriend or just a guy friend. And like, they looked at me and like smiled. And then like, I felt like they were looking at me and I just like turned around, not like in a bad way, but I like just turned around and she was just like, your aura, like your energy is just on 100. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that is the, like, not even that you look cute, not even that I like your shoes, but that like, I walked by you and I felt that. And like, that's just like. I'm like, I yeah. don't want to let this girl down <laughs> wherever <laughs> she is in the world. I'm like, my energy, I just need to keep that same energy for her. She deserves it. I feel like virginal has definitely been, like, it. I feel like it's an extension of that energy because the energy that I get from the shoots and from the way that it's styled and from the overall concepts is, like, fucking feeling it, you know? Thank like, I just you. feel like all of the content that goes out, like it makes me want to feel that way. And I think that it's giving permission to feel yourself, to like want to look and feel good and know that you're worth $900 sweatpants. And you know, not even that too. And I'm like, are my employers listening? But like, (laughs) for me, it's not so much motivating people to buy expensive things. Mm -hmm. I want people to be motivated to like, like it's okay to feel this good right now, even though there's so many shitty things happening in the world. And I know that for very valid reasons, you know, 2020 sucked for so many fucking people and I hate that Mm -hmm. for them. And 2020 wasn't like that for me. And so part of it is like, you know, there's still some good, like there's still something to look forward to. There's still a reason to like wake up and like feel good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, it doesn't have to be about the pants. It can just be about seeing this image and it making you smile and like seeing it and like wanting to save it. And after the shoot, um, a woman that follows me, I think her name is Tina, she said something like, um, you know, Kayla's gold inspired me. I'm going to do like an at-home photo shoot today. And she had like a little like green sheet, like hanging up on the wall and like moved a couch up in front of it. And I was just like, I know the energy that it takes to get up and say, I'm going to create content today. Like 
right. content creators on Instagram who solely produce content, like that is 100 fucking percent a full-time job to totally. get up and create and make something that makes people laugh or makes them angry or makes yeah. them share it with their mom. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And so just to have, you know, that response to me, I'm like, I don't care if she doesn't buy anything. Like that was a very real emotion that she felt and a connection she felt to this content. And like that is 100, I've 100% done my job. Mm -hmm. But that's like the real big picture stuff, right? Like you're allowing someone to insert themselves into your creative outlet, which is really where the difference comes in between a popular artist and someone who never gets out of the woodshed you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's it's giving someone that space to kind of insert themselves into the scenario and then feel whatever you intend them to feel or whatever yeah. they intend to feel i mean i think too with like social media like it's kind of one of those necessary evils um but i've always been one of those people where it's just like well something is going to be what you make it like i get really mm-hmm. upset when people are like oh you know kim kardashian is a terrible role model and it's like why the fuck is kim kardashian your child's role model like you <laughs> step in and you <laughs> do that right. it's just such a weird right. i'm just like you don't know these people like you 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 right. have to feel like a weirdo it's talking like this Um, and for me, like, I just don't like kind of like when we put people on a pedestal like that or Mm. like, you know, fully okay to like fan, you know, fangirl over someone or admire someone. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. but when you give someone like these, you know, unrealistic, like ideals to live up to, and then it's possible for someone that you don't know to fail you, (laughs) it's like, could we not do that? Um, and I remember when I worked in retail, like way back in the day, and, you know, just like the little, I, I worked at Diesel on Newbury Street, which like I drove by just the other day and realized it's not there anymore, which is like the end of an era. Oh, shit. But uh, yeah, wow. I was like the denim wall girl and I fucking folded denim all day. And, you know, uh. when the corporate team headquarters would come in and they had more wardrobe allowance than us. So they would have like the really expensive boots on and they were just so cool. And then they would like go out to like Cheesecake Factory for lunch and like spend all this money. And I was like, oh my God, like they're rich and they're cool. And she has like blonde, you know, streaks and wow. But it was just like the days and the thems, you know, like very much like Downton Abbey, like the upstairs people and the downstairs people. (laughs) And I never want anyone who was like looking in on my creative process or, you know, working with me or like any adjacency to what I'm doing to feel like there's them and there's me. Because Mm -hmm. there's some days that I very much wake up and like, can identify more with somebody who just like feels like they have nothing going on and are completely not motivated. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that, you know, kind of like identity and like professional identity is like very fluid in that way is that, yes, sometimes I'm creative director and sometimes I'm just regular, regular, schmegular bitch. Um, Right. And so, you know, one of the girls who works in the store wanted to be involved more with the shoot. Um, And so the manager for the virginal store called and asked me and I was like, this is literally like full circle. Like this is the thing that I've wanted to do is to be able to tell someone who thinks that, you know, this part is all shiny and fun and, you know, they're super detached from it that like, Mm -hmm. I very much want you to be part of that. And like, how can I, you know, make this a thing for you? It's always weird to me when people are just like, Oh yeah, you know, like you're so strong and, and you, and I'm just like, there are legitimately like a lot of days where I'm not working as hard as (laughs) you. Yeah. How do you, how do you fill that time? Because like I know that when I I beat myself up when I'm not being productive and I feel endless mm-hmm. guilt, um, is that something you experience or do you just like accept it as it comes? 
I think it's an awareness thing. Um, and you, I'm not going to say that you have to know what you want because you don't, because I don't. Um, but you have I to, <laughs> when you think of, you know, like productivity, it's like, why are you being productive? Mm. And for mm-hmm. me, being productive feels good. So like right. if, I'm do, if I can check right. things off, like I feel good. And it's like, okay, well, that's, you know, not a tangible thing, but like, that's an emotion. Like I know what feeling good looks like. Like I'm relaxed. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, like pat on the back. Like I'm listening to music. I'm like, you know, like I feel good. Mm. Um, and so on the days when I can't be productive, it's like, okay, that's fine. But like, what can I do to feel good? Mm -hmm. And a couple of weeks ago I woke up and I was just like, I don't feel like doing anything, but it would be really nice if we weren't living in a pandemic and I was out having brunch with my girlfriends. So I'm just going to really fucking lean into the Saturday brunch vibe. So I poured myself some (laughs) Prosecco with some St. Germain and made some snacks and like watched some stupid TV shows. And that was it. And it felt good. And so instead of like thinking like, how can I be productive? I'm just like, how can I feel good every day? Because one thing's for fucking sure. Nothing is going to get done if my head isn't in the game or if I'm not you know, in a good mood. Right. Right. Definitely. And it's all so like, it all feels so unbelievably arbitrary sometimes mm-hmm. when I really think about my work and my career and all that shit. It's just like, I just want to, I just want to live making things that I care about yep. and feeling good about it. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I wish that more of us, and I literally saw it whenever I'm on a podcast, I'm like, and so I saw this meme. It's like, yes, I'm <laughs> distinguished. Have you read that meme about, it was written by. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the year is 2021. This meme is yeah. about, and it was a woman who posted speaking about, you know, I thought that doing this, you know, eating healthy and exercising and blah, blah, blah was going to change my mood. And I realized Mm. that like my mood was creating the space for all of that. And so you need Mm. to focus on your mood first. And it's kind Mm. of the idea, like, you know, you wake up and you're feeling shitty and the weather's bad and you have to bike into the office and you just like, don't feel good. And instead of like thinking like, okay, what can I do right now to feel good? Am I going to meditate? Am I going to make my favorite breakfast? Am I going to put on stupid music and dance with my dog? We just focus focus on how bad the day is going to be versus Mm -hmm. like think of like when you wake up and you're going on vacation and think of all of the shit that you get done the day before you need to get on a plane you get your fucking asshole waxed you get your nails done you organize your kitchen cabinet you get the dog room you pick up new dog food you go to trader joe's you make some gyoza like you're you do all the fucking things yeah and it's because you're in a good mood you know Mm, and i think it's about like gratitude it's about kind of being hopeful it's about understanding that like this is temporary like if this sucks right now it's not going to last forever right you know even if you're in the airport and you miss your flight it's still not the worst thing in the world because like you know that you're about to be ass out you know cheeks up (laughs) on a beach somewhere with a corona in your hand soon yeah And so I think that people just like take care of themselves and like, you know, focus more on like, how do I feel? Then like the shit's going to get done 100%. Yeah. I (laughs) feel like a lot of the the things that have been getting me stuck right now are because like life informs art and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And like life right now is pretty constricted. Um, And so like, how are you finding inspiration while being so confined? I'm just giving people, it's like one of my favorite things, like when somebody's like, oh, like she's being so rude to me. And I'm like, you got what you gave. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, uh, you're going to get the same exact energy from me that you gave to me. Like, I'm not going to, why would I, why would I do more? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I think that that's exactly it is that, you know, we're, 
always trying to do fake shit. Mm. So, mm-hmm. and it's like, you don't have to create things that feel pretty if you don't feel pretty. You don't right. have to create things that make people feel happy if you don't feel happy. Maybe it's just about relatability and someone sees it and they're just like, damn, I feel that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of my friends is, She's like kind of like an up and coming comedian and she just like really like trying to understand like what makes things funny. And when you think of comedy, especially like comedy in like the 90s, like the original Kings of Comedy, um, or we were watching the uh, Nutty Professor the other night Mm -hmm. and Dave Chappelle is playing this character, Reggie, um, Mm -hmm. at this nightclub. And one of the things he says is woman be shopping. And it's like okay, like, that's only funny because, like, that's something that's true. And obviously, like, he's playing up, like, it's in a movie. He's doing comedy in a movie. So he's playing up the fact that, like, that's what comedians do. But, like, that's what it is. And obviously, like, being able to laugh is a different outlet and, you know, a different experience and, like, looking at, you know, a painting. Um, Mm. But people like something that, like, feels real or something that they can say, like, oh, shit, I never realized that, like, I always do that. Or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the influencers that like I remember when Instagram was just like you know beautiful women who it's just like how is your waist that small like how does food come in and leave this body um and now I'm like you know happy to see um you you know like a woman with one leg in a fashion show right or like there's this like beautiful girl with scoliosis and she'll like show you like her harness that she has to wear Mm -hmm. and then she'll like put on you know do a transition and she has an address after that and she looks snatched for the gods um and so i just think it's like just showing people like what's under there um Mm -hmm. and you know people have responded really well to me like showing them my process not so much because they want to do what i'm doing but because it's like oh like you don't just like have clothes and then put them on somebody and then like take a picture with your phone um and so i it's not so much finding inspiration it's just like people don't realize that you are inspiration or you can be inspirational by just doing. And so, you know, whether you're painting something or singing a song or making the best goddamn meal of your life, you're still an artist. You know, like we don't like strip that away from you on your off days. We're not like, yes, uh, Julia, um, your artist card, please. Um, I mean, that's how it feels some days. (laughs) It's not a subscription that you need to renew. So you can very much have off days. And then, you know, very much like I, February 4th shoot notes. How do I feel? What do I want Mm -hmm. people to see? Like, how does this materialize? What does it feel like? Like, what's the, you know, tangible thing that comes out of this? Damn. That's like incredible. Very inspirational. Wow. I mean, I'm really not. It's so weird because I'm really not that bitch. And the other, other part of it too is I'm going to like listening to this podcast again like, wow. Oh. oh. Huh. We think about that definitely after like most episodes we record, like we like walk away from the conversation being like, yeah, that felt really good. And then we listen to it and we're like, whoa. Right. Who was that bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Like, is she going to clock in today? Because I need her. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking to one of my girlfriends the other day, um, and she's uh, like a comedian. She's phenomenal. Um, She has a podcast as well, The Unofficial Expert. And I was on her podcast, and she's just, her name is Sydney, and she's just so fucking funny to me. And she gets like really stressed out about things like we all do because we're, you know, creatives and we're sensitive about our shit. Um, Mm -hmm. And I said to her, you have the talent. You just need to stop stressing out about it. And I said, you know, when your level of confidence matches your talent, 
you are literally so fucking good to go. And then she was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, that was so profound. And I was like, I actually had to say that out loud because I needed that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> but facts, yeah. it's, it's sometimes the best advice for you is the advice that you give to other people. So true. Totally. Well, I know you have uh, a, a hard cut off deadline. Um, I do, unfortunately. Yeah. I always, it's always Tuesday is like my sucky day and I don't realize it because I have multiple calendars and then I, the calendars sync up and I'm like, oh, (laughs) it's happening at two. Well, thank you for taking the time. This was great. No, this was fun. Thank you so much. I just, I admire you guys so much for having a podcast because like you see this cute little setup I have, it's because I'm supposed to be doing the same thing. And so when my confidence level and my talent meet, then maybe we'll get the podcast for me. You just got to say, fuck it. That's exactly what we did. We talked about it for like a month and then we were like, fuck it. Let's just, we'll call people and then we'll just do it. Whatever. Well, uh, I'll be coming back to you guys for some tips and tricks for sure. So Absolutely. we always have a question that we ask right at the end of the episode, which is mm-hmm. um, three artists that you respect and recommend that we share some love to. Um, I would 1000% say Allie Schmeling. They're the mm-hmm. photographer that I, I met them at a um, portrait meetup and it was the end of it and everyone's scrambling to like get out of there and it was like all women um and they walked mm-hmm. up to me and said i really like this outfit do you mind if i just shoot you really quick like under this light you look really great and then i just completely forgot it, that i even met them that day mm-hmm. um and they sent me the photo afterwards and i was like like goosebumps like first of all yep. i look like that and this is like the best picture that anyone's ever taken of me like i can't believe that you saw that in me and wanted to capture that in a photo mm-hmm. um and since then we've i want to say that was in like 2018 and like every year multiple times as much as possible we just mm-hmm. make things that feel good together yeah. um and you know very much like me sometimes they get in like a creative rut and you see nothing for a while on Instagram. And so I'm just like, how, what can I do to support this person and feed them and make them Mm -hmm. feel good so that they can Mm -hmm. give this art um, to the rest of you? Second time they've come up. Yeah, just, oh my God. Just so good. Just like a yummy person. Like Mm -hmm. just delicious existence. Like just, you're just too good. Um, Another person is one of my best friends, Alex, on Instagram. He's um, at ADIV. Um, and he, we met in undergrad, um, and he's putting out music now. And before that he was a banker. Uh, and so he said, mm. fuck all that. Yeah. And he put out, um, two, a couple of singles like over the years, but like this one song, blue jeans, it's like available on Spotify and all other platforms. Um, and I played it on repeat. Cause like, that's what I'm going to do for my friends. I'm going to stream your shit so that Spotify will legitimately pay you pennies, but I'm going to do the all best right. I can anyway. And I streamed it on repeat for like two days straight. And that was all I listened to. And it was like, because I actually fucked with it. Like I was, I didn't yeah. want to hear anything else. Um, Dope. so those two for certain. Um, and then also a woman that I met who, I don't know if I introduced them when I, we, uh, threw an event in New York when I worked for Karma Loop, we were like launching the Miss KL, which was like the, you know, woman website, which was totally unnecessary. Mm. Um, and her name is Natasha, but as an artist, she goes by Mad, M-A-A-D. And she just makes songs that feel like, in your head, if you're picturing it, it's definitely like a music video that happens in a candy store with unicorns. It's basically like <laughs> if 
it's like Lisa Frank music. It just like oh, feels like yeah. poppy and like gummy bears and just like so good. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that instrument? Lisa but I like Frank it. Yeah. Music. I love um, it. So yeah, um, Ali Schmeling, Alex Duncan, and then Mad um, are three people top of the list. Great. Excellent. Well, shit, this was fucking great. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I can't wait till this is ready to go so I can motivate myself. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to episode 17 of The Seedcast featuring creative director Kenesha Goldson. For more information about our show and our guests, both previous and upcoming, Please follow us at The Seedcast on Instagram or email us at casttheseed at gmail.com. Coming up next week, we sit down with artist and animator Andrew Benincasa. Stay tuned in. <laughs>